0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm a project manager and software engineer working with blockchain technology. This is a place where I discuss all things related to business, entrepreneurship, and travel from an international perspective, ranging from studying a foreign language to hiring freelancers to building a blockchain company. Each episode features new insights from the leaders I meet, the books I read, and the places I go. So, without further delay, here's today's episode. Today's episode is all about Progress related to language learning and why I began learning a language in the first place. This all began at the start of 2017 So what happened? What was it that led me to now coming up on? nearly 400 hours of Russian language instruction What happened? So I was convinced back in at the end of 2016 that I was going to Actually learn a language. I had a very poor experience learning languages growing up. I began learning Spanish in kindergarten. I was five years old. That was the age that the language began being taught at the school that I was attending. Five years old. I continued studying Spanish for eight years. Eight years. And I hardly understood a thing. Now, part of this may be due to me being a poor student at the time. I wasn't a horrible student, but I was a very mediocre student. And now I'm referring to that time when I was studying Spanish during that time. This was before high school, a very mediocre student. After all of those years of Spanish, I don't think I could have said more than, I, I don't think that I could have counted to a hundred or d- done more than count to 100 and perhaps say my name, say my age and say a few bits of vocabulary like, how to say the word for fruit and vegetables. That was it. I specifically remember the difficulty paying attention in the classes that I was in. And I was in different schools because this was elementary school, this was middle school, and a couple of schools that I attended during that time. But even still, whether it be the teacher, whether it be my own ability to focus, to pay attention, my own lack of consideration or concern about learning anything or paying attention in class, regardless of what it was, I had a very poor experience or I, I, I performed poorly when studying foreign language. This continued on into high school when I studied German. I had three years of German language instruction. And there too, I was able to at least continue on in successive classes where I was able to eventually to get to that third year of German ultimately coming up to over 300 hours of instruction in that in the classroom setting but i was always a mediocre to poor student in that class it seemed as if i was always bashing my head against a wall trying to understand what was happening that i wasn't speaking from knowledge i wasn't speaking from an understanding i was speaking from something that had out of a phrase or a series of phrases that had been memorized. That was the extent of it. It didn't feel like I had any kind of command of the language. And so when I spoke with anybody about what it was going on with me and languages, I always said, I'm just terrible at languages. That's it, I'm terrible at learning languages. That was my default. However, fast forward, past college, where I didn't study any languages, fast forward years into my working career, which started before college, but continued on during and then after college, and still continues on to this day, I saw, or I was considering strategic advantages, things that would put me above the competition, things that would set me apart that would allow me to get to advance in my career, or things that would allow me to make a transition into a career or a field away from what I was doing at the time. After college, I didn't work a job related to my degree. I worked a series of jobs, most of them not not full-time. In fact, I started off all part-time. And in that process, there was a lot of retail, social work, this thing, things of that nature. And during that time, I began to get a better idea of what I did enjoy. As time went on, I realized language could be a differentiator for me as I became more interested, specifically at the time, in the field of finance, private banking, investment banking, private equity, things of that nature. And I thought, foreign language, this may be a way to separate myself, to differentiate myself. And the language that came up, big in the news, maybe. Uh, y- the language that if you were to think what language do you learn for international business mandarin chinese that's what stuck out to me as the language to learn well in january of 2017 i read an article from bloomberg that discussed the top countries that investors are interested in for upcoming 2017 top countries where to go where where is it looking most lucrative for investment Number one on that list, in fact, was Russia. I didn't expect this. Big on this list were countries that were emerging markets, developing economies, but Russia was on there. And I didn't come to find out later as to what the explanation for that was when I ultimately ended up interviewing with a native Russian in Switzerland for a job in Switzerland back at the end of 2017. That's in a previous podcast. But the point is, I saw this article, and I knew that I could have access to a Russian teacher because I had interacted with somebody, a native Russian teacher, through this platform Verbling. I'd seen this platform and knew, okay, here's somebody who I was attempting to practice my German with who spoke German and Russian. I saw that they spoke German, so I was using using them as a teacher to help me with German, but that wasn't going very well and I wasn't really focusing on it and it wasn't related to my business moves. But this person also spoke Russian and they seemed to be a very competent teacher. So I took this article. I took seeing this teacher, knowing that this teacher, that I have access, I have somebody, somebody that I can reach out to. It was like having somebody in front of you, knowing that, okay, there is somebody there that I can reference. I didn't have that for a Chinese teacher. But I saw this article, knew I had a resource, and came to the conclusion, because this is right at the beginning of 2017. This is the time where you, you have New Year's resolutions. You, you make all of these grandiose plans of what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, how this year's going to be different. And I said, well, I'm going to learn a language. I am terrible at languages, so I told myself. So I thought, I am terrible at learning languages, and I will learn this. Whatever it takes, I will learn this language. I'm picking Russian. It seems like if investors are interested in Russia and in investing in Russia for whatever reason, according to this Bloomberg article, I'm going to go with Russian because maybe that'll help me stand out in the global market. Maybe this will help me stand out to the companies that, are in, that have these investors in the first place. But they'll be interested in me. Fast forward a year. I've completed, this is the end of 2017, completed at least 300 hours or nearly 300 hours of private language Russian instruction through private tutors, one-on-one instruction through a private tutor online. I was making serious progress, progress that I did not anticipate. However, I didn't see the benefit of Russian. It didn't look like Russian specifically, learning Russian was the direction that investors were actually moving. The, the the place, the country, the, the language that was really drawing investment, the thing that would actually differentiate myself, it still seemed to be Chinese. And this was punctuated by meeting with an investment firm from Beijing with the current company that I'm working with. This is even more than a year after I first began. This is roughly April of 2018, after I started working for this blockchain company, Wolf, W-O-O-L-F, Wolf University. I started working for this firm and we've been working with finding private investors, negotiating, seeing who's interested what partnering with a certain investment firm might result in. And we had various meetings. One of them was with an investment firm from Beijing in the city of Oxford, where we met. And in that meeting, one of the Uh, One of the investors, one of the team members for this company, didn't speak much English. Turns out my boss spoke better Chinese, Mandarin specifically, than this investor spoke English. And so my boss, as well as this person's colleagues, were able to communicate in a combination of English and Chinese to get the conversation moving, to progressing the conversation. That experience emphasized to me the value of learning a foreign language because you can't count on in these negotiations. You can't count on everybody knowing English. Yes, it is what is said is that's what the language that you need to know. That is the language of commerce of business, but you can't count on that. It's not always going to be the case. So, my boss there speaking Mandarin in front of these these team members it reduced any uh, initial tension between teams. It facilitated camaraderie between each group and allowed for communication, allowed for better communication between each party. It was a wonderful experience and it made me think, oh, why didn't I continue with Chinese? Why didn't I choose Chinese instead of Russian? Have I really made the best decision? And I ended up having a conversation with my boss later on saying, when I chose Russian... When I chose Russian, I did so according to the, to the, I tried to make the best decision I could with the information I had. That is what I did. Looking back, it may not have been the best decision that I could have made, but it was the best decision that I could have made at the time with the information I had available to me and with the research that I had done. In fact, this is something that's been echoed by physicians that I've shadowed in years gone by. In high school, I shadowed a a surgeon at the at Johns Hopkins University. This was my senior year in high school and we were doing shadowing. It was part of a physics course. Um, they had a shadowing component built into it. So in that shadowing part, the physician said to me, or this surgeon said to me, you don't always make the best decisions. Sometimes your choices aren't the ones that solve the problems or heal the patient. But you can't retroactively look back and Chide yourself for what you didn't know. You can look back and say how you could have made better decisions, how you could have investigated or done things in a different way with what you had at the time, but you can't go back and judge yourself or grade yourself according to what you didn't have available to you, what you could not have done. So in those situations, when you're deciding on what to do when it comes to performing surgery, deciding treatment for somebody, You make the best decision you can with the information that you have at the time. And so I said that to my boss. This is what I did with Russian. And that seemed logical. He agreed that that was, at the time, indeed, a logical decision, though did not turn out to be perhaps the best decision. So this is a few months ago now, three, four months ago. Moving forward, this company... Wolf University. This is a combination. It is an education company, but we are using some cutting edge technology as well. This is blockchain technology that we're working with. Just a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, our company was invited by an organization called EdCrunch. EdCrunch is a global conference for technology in education. We were invited just a few weeks ago to be one of the speakers at this event. What does that matter? Well, it's one, an event for education, for technology and education, which coincides with exactly what we're doing as a company, but it's based in Moscow. It is based in Moscow. We have been invited to speak at a a conference, which is, it's in Russia. It's in the place where, I would be able to practice Russian. I would be able to practice Russian. Not only practice, but I would be able to speak with other people who are speaking Russian because it's in Russia. This just came up. This is something that I didn't think about before, that I didn't foresee, that didn't. That if I were to look back and, and think, could this be a possibility of what would happen when I first began studying Russian? This isn't something that I would have considered. And yet, here it is. This event that coincides exactly with the company that I'm working for exactly what our mission is what we're doing and it allow it's going to allow me to practice to converse with in russian and potentially potentially depending on who we meet here develop relationships because i'm going to be able to communicate in russian that i would not have been able to develop otherwise and that's an exceptionally exciting prospect this event is scheduled for the 1st and 2nd of October. We have been invited and part of that invitation means if you've ever tried to to travel to Russia and you are a United States citizen, it means you require sponsorship from somebody within Russia in order to go to Russia. We have been provided sponsorship. We will be able to have visas to travel to Russia and to get in, to be a part of the conference without trouble. So, this is related on one hand to what I'm doing with my current company. But on the other hand, this is a tale of what uh, of what comes from learning a foreign language. This is an, uh, this is a description. This is an example that c- perhaps can emphasize to you what opportunities you may have by learning a foreign language whether it be easing tensions within a negotiation, whether it be building relationships with potential investors or team members that uh, you otherwise would not have created or developed, or whether it's standing out for an upcoming job move or a promotion that you're seeking. These are all things related to foreign language learning that you can have access to, and perhaps you too think or have thought that you're terrible at learning a foreign language. It's not for you. Well, the benefit that i found by having a private foreign language teacher, you can think of them as a tutor, is that I have the one-on-one instruction where I'm able to learn at exactly the pace I need to. And that's allowed me to have some serious growth. Now I'm coming up on 400 hours of dedicated private foreign, private Russian language instruction. And I'm at a B1 level on the European scale. My speaking is at the highest level. Listening is perhaps the next level, followed by reading comprehension and writing is my worst, worst skill. But that's where, that's where I'm at after these number of hours of language instruction. You, so too with you. You too can have this development. You don't have to be limited to what you how you performed in a foreign language in your studies in school. And finally, as time's gone on, I've begun to realize what actually helps me, or what, what are the pitfalls of learning a foreign language, not in that what makes it what what the bad side is, the downside of learning a foreign language, not that at all, but what are some of the, the things that prevent you from being able to learn to the fullest? What are some things that hinder you from learning a foreign language? And i found that it's not understanding certain concepts, grammatical concepts in my own language, in English. I've said on previous episodes that in a sense, I don't consider myself to be a native English speaker or to be a competent English speaker because there's so much that I seem to, to lack in my own understanding of how English functions. It's all, it's all what I've developed through growing up in the United States, living there, and but not actually from a, a, a profound knowledge of how English works. So I, I bought a book. It's called English Grammar for Students of Russian. Now, this book series, they have this for a number of languages. English Grammar for Students of Pick Your Language. And what I found is it's helpful because it is allowing me to understand English. It's going back over English concepts in grammar and then explaining how it works in English and how it works in Russian. And those are certainly not the same, but by having a a shared vocabulary, for example, predicate, preposition, adjective, even even words that may be as simple as that. To some, these things may be obvious. To others, I say that and you may have no idea what's going on. Complete blank. That's what it was for me. When I hear predicate, preposition, I, I had no idea. Did not understand what was going on there. But I have intentionally sought to memorize what's going on what what these terms are to memorize these terms memorize exactly word for word what is a predicate what is a preposition what do these things mean that way i'm more equipped to understand what's going on when those words are used in defining a concept in how russian works so i'm going to add to encourage you to consider understanding your own language better if you're having a hard time with learning a foreign language. And that can be an intermediary step before you even go on to work with a private tutor. Or you can do as I did, work with a private tutor, and then seek to increase your own efficiency by diving into these, uh, these more grammatical principles. So, what began for trying to differentiate myself in the job market? has found application or has found application in this upcoming conference. It's a few months away, but if all works out and I do get to go, I will share exactly what happens and how learning Russian and being able to speak it in Russia at this conference affects the development of the company, the success of the company, the relationships that I build on a personal and professional level. And as an encouragement to you, of what can, what can happen so too with you if you invest the time and learn a foreign language yourself. Thanks for listening. I post articles based on these episodes on Medium, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter or Instagram where I steadily post live videos. Please like, comment, and subscribe, and consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes and Google Play. It's quick and it helps the podcast continue to operate. Check in each week for new episodes. I'm Johan Lilly and this has been The Consultancy Podcast.